Hey everyone, it's Michael. If you haven't heard, we've just launched the new Union Pro Mentors program where you can take office hours with pro players from top leagues, get world-class coaching, do mindset workshops, have video breakdown sessions, get help with college recruiting, join parent education portals, and so much more, all exclusively for goalkeepers. So be sure to join Union Premium risk-free to take advantage of all there is to offer. Go to unionsports.com slash join or the Union GK community on Apple or Google Play stores. Thanks again for making the Union possible, and on with the show. Welcome back to Inside the 18. I'm Michael Majid, live from the Keeper Institute's San Diego location, literally we are training right now as uh, as we speak. We are joined by the one and only Tori Corsaro oh, of the Keeper Institute. That's a warm welcome. Thank you. And uh, filling in for Saskia Weber, the one and only Lena Perry. Hello, everyone. <laughs> so, Tori, uh, tell us what's going on right here. Why is the Keeper Institute in San Diego? We're in San Diego. We started at the convention in Anaheim, and then we were out here for five days getting a chance to train some of the NWSL pros. And now we're out here doing a youth camp um at 4s and we're super excited we've never been on the west coast it's the furthest camp that we've done from our actual facility in new jersey and getting to kind of reach some people a couple handful that we've worked with before but a whole bunch that we've never trained before i mean i think that's that's really amazing and obviously lena you know this is your first time checking out everything that's going on with the keeper institute mm -hmm. what what do you think so far what you're I saying think it's an amazing opportunity for a lot of the kids to have exposure to the proper training and technique and being around professional athletes it's such an inspiration for them and and they're truly loving every second and it's such a great opportunity for both um, sides of the kids training and also being able to coach yeah, I mean, I, I think, you know, one of the things about it too, Tori, is that the fact is that like, obviously, you know, there's been a direct connection with the West Coast for the Keeper Institute for such a long time. Obviously, Kaylin Sheridan, you know, has been involved in the Keeper Institute for years and years and years when she moved over here to San Diego Wave. You obviously were very familiar with a lot of the coaches out here. Was this just the natural progression to eventually come to the West Coast? Um, you know, that's a great question. I think there's a lot of people even on our own staff that are begging Jill and Maria to let us come out this direction, uh, just as a franchise, but I don't know how much that's going to happen. You'd have to talk to the bosses. Um, but in terms of like getting to travel and do camps, that's something that we really enjoy to do is get to try to reach new markets, get an opportunity to support more goalkeepers and just try to educate them, um, the best way we know how. So having Kaylin out here was a good direct path to be like, all right, you know, you know, people where we can get fields, you can help us market it. You can get all the, the big Kalen Sheridan fans out here. Um, so it made it a little bit simpler to kind of get that in the works. You know, I mean, I think, you know, Lena, one of the things that you mentioned while we were out there is literally how awesome this is. Just this community of not only, you know, these young goalkeepers out here, but these uh, aspiring pros and current professionals, you know, kind of working hand in hand. And, you know, one of the great things was, is that it's not about necessarily like showcasing like what I can do either as a player or a coach or anything like that but it's about everyone learning from each other out here yeah and I think too goalkeeping the skills and the coaching techniques it, it's kind of now evolving to more instead of it being a one-size-fits-all it's more exposed to what are your strengths what are your weaknesses how can you pull from your strengths and capitalize on those and make you the best version of the keeper that you can be and having something like this where it's encouraging and you're 
you feel safe and comfortable doing those things to figure out what it is that you can specialize in or have your strengths in. Um, it's really refreshing to see and it's not so competitive or cutthroat. It's like very positive and designed for you to work on what you can and get better at. So, I mean, it's, it's a little bit of pandemonium right over here because all these kids are now co conversing with each other, Tori, mm -hmm. based on all these conversations they're having out there and running these sessions. I think one of the really cool things about this is that it's making a lot of kids recognize, oh my gosh, either I'm not out, I'm not alone out here. There's a goalkeeper like me mm -hmm. out there or, oh wow, I never thought about doing it that way before. I've never seen anyone like it. I've never seen someone with a profile like this. I've never seen like someone like me, for instance. Yeah. You know, a lot of times I'll show up to a camp and it's a, a six foot three, six foot four. And I'm like, well, I can't relate. And then I see when I yeah. go to a camp like this and I meet a goalkeeper similar in profile, I go, oh, I can emulate that type of person. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that that's something that Jill and Maria have created very intentionally is the culture and the mission of TKI and trying to live it out as well as model it themselves, but also make sure that as a staff and as everyone who gets the opportunity to work with TKI, they feel like they're part of that mission as well. And I know personally firsthand for me, like that's something that I just always felt was super important and that they've helped me embody throughout my whole career. And that's what TKI has done is created that environment where no matter where we go, where we train people, um, where we get a chance to chat with more people, we get an opportunity to kind of live out that mission of like, we're in this together. This is our goalkeeper community. When you come here, you're safe and you're supported and we want to help you be the best you can be. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And sometimes people fly all the way from Hawaii, Louisville, Northern California, yeah. wherever they're, wherever they're coming. They're coming in from um, now, you know, this is something actually, you know, that I want to talk about as well, too, is the fact that, you know, and, and hopefully we can have Jill on later on today and, and discuss this as well, as well as Maria. You had what 15 pros this week that came out and trained out here in the West Coast with you guys. Yep. Yeah. 15 pros for five days, couple double days, couple single days. And my body's uh, my body's feeling it. But it was a great time. And I think the best part about that, just for me as a, a relatively young coach, too, is just the learning experience. It was a blast to get to aid and support in those sessions, but also just a chance to learn from them and learn alongside them, which was a really cool opportunity. Yeah. Lena, anything, anything you're picking up from, from, uh, from these, uh, pros out there, uh, that you're going to bring back mm -hmm. to your, uh, to your, to your coaching environment. Um, I would say they definitely have a persona. Like they also all have a uh, type of way that they, um, behave in the net. And I think that also can correlate to confidence and, um, game realistic behavior and i just love seeing how focused they are how calm they are under pressure um they're always looking at the details fine tuning every every rep and it's very inspiring to be around also such a powerful group of girls that are just awesome athletes yeah. and i and i think you know one of the things about this too tori you know in regards to i think someone brought this up the other day is that the keeper institute it's not about like oh i'm playing at this level and i'm playing at that level so so and so is going to be training with so and so because they're playing at that level and so and so right. is going to be training at so and so that level you guys are very uh deliberate in the fact that you make young aspiring professionals train with the best of the best in the world yeah absolutely i think that just kind of like you said earlier, like if you can't beat, you can't see it. Yeah. I think it's really difficult. And, and that's not to say, you know, like just because you've never seen this happen, you can't create it or forge that path yourself. But all of the women and the men that have worked at TKI have been afforded opportunities that we know we were given 
because of someone else in our career. And that's a sentiment that Jill has made very clear to us. Like, Hey, you got to remember that. And you have to use that like in your coaching and your life as well. So it's something we try to be intentional about for our youth athletes, whether, you know, they're heading into college, whether they're at college and they aspire to be pros or whether they're pros that aspire to be on their national team. It's just knowing that we have to help those people kind of through their journey, wherever they're at. You know, and I also think, you know, one of the really important things right here, Lena, like you were talking about, in you know, earlier in regards to like the representation, like having these professional mm -hmm. goalkeepers out here working with these players as opposed to being like, you know, uh, on some pedestal, they come out and they sign some autographs and then they they walk away. How, how like you made that comment, like how massive was that? You're like, I wish when I was a kid, we it had is that the coolest thing. And they have the the most resourceful information that works for them. And so for them to be educating and and they're here influencing and making that impact and teaching the youth right now, it's like the coolest thing. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, one of the things too about that, Tori, is like, I was talking to Betos about this and, and you know, hopefully Misha will come on later on, but she's saying, you know, hey, we're still in the game. So, uh, you know, it's not conceptual for us. We're actually putting this into practice so a lot of these young players can can talk to you know to a kaylin or a Didi or a shelby or a anybody out there live right. and and say hey you know blah 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 and they can be like well last week when i was training this happened with me and so there's an empathy there as opposed to like sure. you know and i think a lot of times i don't know about you but as a as a coach sometimes i forget because i'm not putting myself in that playing perspective for sure you know? yeah no i definitely think it, it's a bit different like that's what's so excellent about having these young professionals that like to coach as well is that they are being able to conceptualize. They are being able to put it into practice. And we're, we're fortunate and lucky to be able to have that collaboration with them because for you and me, it is different. Like we're not stepping on. So we don't see all the same nuances. And as much as we educate ourselves and study the game, there is that little aspect of like, okay, well, what's directly in front of me and how does that change versus like, as I see it from the sideline. So that's why I also think it's super important that we ask our goalkeepers, well, what did you see and why did you make that decision? Because yeah. it helps us relate back to what Michelle had said to you. So I, I was having this conversation with Lena earlier in the car and, and I'm not going to name any names. I don't want to put any young players on blast or anything like that, but let's just say it was a challenging conversation mm -hmm. with a younger goalkeeper. And the, I think one of the biggest problems and something that I'm trying to work on better is making sure that I give the why before we go into any sort of session. Because I think a lot of the times I've made the mistake in the past of just giving them the information on the session, walking them through the session, but they don't give them the why yet. And sure. then they start wondering like, well, why, what's the point of all of this? And if, if it's not working, especially they start getting frustrated or start thinking about all that. So like, do you guys like in your coaching style, like, do you try to do that? Like when you're like, Hey, we're going to be doing this and this is why we're doing this. And now let's execute this. Absolutely. And okay. I'll answer this. And then I got to jet back on. Yeah, do, do your thing. But yeah. for me, I think the biggest thing is it depends on who I'm coaching and it depends on maybe their headspace as well. Cause that's super important. Like if I know that you're an overthinker, I might not give you the why, because then you're going to only try to apply that and you're going to base your success and failure on that. Where if maybe you're in a different headspace that day, or you don't tend to be as much of an overthinker as a goalkeeper, then I might be like, Hey, today we're working on low diving and it's going to be a high challenge, but I want you to really explore and try X, Y, Z. And for me, that's like the biggest way that I try to, um, add that into my coaching to give them a little bit of insight in there. Thank you for having me on. I got to go. Go, 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 late, go your session, go your I got to go or yeah. I'm going to get yelled at by my boss. Thanks guys. Later. Cool. All right, guys, we'll be back a little bit later on. We'll still stay live over at the Keeper Institute's San Diego location. Uh, we'll be back in a few minutes. See you guys soon. 
Welcome back to Inside the 18. I'm Michael Madgett. Again, live from the Keeper Institute where signs are falling because it's raining in San Diego, California. That is right. It is raining in San Diego, California. But that doesn't stop the Keeper Institute from having a live pro clinic. Uh, Maria Doris Lloyden is joining us right now. Uh, Maria, honestly, this is amazing. You guys have put this all together. And obviously, the whole situation with having to switch for, to a different field while it's raining, while my equipment's probably going to break right now. <laughs> is absolutely amazing. Um, can you talk a little bit about like how you put together something like this from all the way over on the East Coast? Yeah, first, thanks for having me. Um, we're super excited to be here and to have you guys here with us. Um, obviously, we've had a, a really awesome turnout here to the event, despite the weather. Um, and we're just super thankful to have worked alongside with Kaylin, who really helped us with the camp and also our sponsor, West Coast Goalkeeping. We would not be here without them. You know, and I think, you know, one of the great things about about this whole experience is everything is like I've seen you all have to work behind the scenes to like, kind of make something like this happen. So, like, can you kind of talk a little bit of like how like how because there's a lot of people out there who are probably going like, I want to put something like this together. So how do I connect with the Keeper Institute to put something like this together? And what would be kind of the steps? Yeah. So if you're interested in having us come to run something in your market, um, reach out directly to us via email or website, social media. Um, and really the first step would be solidifying an, an area that we know there's a need for goalkeeper training, which probably is everywhere. Um, and then solidifying a location, a field and making sure that we can make it happen. Yeah. And I, and, you know, I think obviously one of the things about this, like when you're talking to people out there who like want to put something together, like the number one thing is finding a field location, right? Like yes. finding a field space before you reach out to somebody like how important is it for you to go to a market that has multiple locations? I can't tell you how many times I've tried to put something together. I show up and they're like, yeah, we only have this one field and it looks like lacrosse is going to be there and baseball is going to be there. Um, but yeah, we, we can figure it out. Yeah, no, we are uh, super aware of the needs that we have in terms of space and without the appropriate space, the appropriate goals, the appropriate equipment, we aren't able to do what we do best and provide training for kids in a realistic representative design with uh, field space that the, and goals and balls that they are used to playing with in games. And, and I think, you know, that that's another thing too, in regards to that, like realistic realism, I'm seeing all these sessions right out here and you've got so many young players out there and it's not like you change things up because, you know, you've got a big clinic going on. It's basically the same way you kind of run things at TKI, right? Yeah. Uh, the curriculum is the same that we would run in our facility at our camps at home, um, which is a, a re very representative design to provide kids opportunities to work on skills and situations that they will see in games, which is the ultimate goal is to help these goalkeepers perform here so that they can bring that back to their teams and perform in games. Speaking of that, the elements is something they're going to have to deal with in games. So it's not like we're going to cancel just because it's raining out there because they're going to have to deal with those situations. Yeah, all these uh, emails have been coming in all week about are we going to go rain or shine from these San Diego people that don't deal with many elements. But those of us that live in other areas of the country, we are dealing with elements all the time. So rain or shine, we were going to be here today. Now, now, you know, sp speaking of that, like, you know, like, let's say you're a club or an organization out there that wants the Keeper Institute to come out right there and they go, oh, but, you know, I only have a limited number of goalkeepers in our area, like, would you would you put something together differently if you were going to work with a smaller group than you did here, or would it be about the same? Um, in terms of curriculum, no. In terms of like the setup of the event, maybe. But 
Um, obviously, we have to have three fields here for 85 goalkeepers today, um, whereas if it was a smaller group, we wouldn't need that much. So, But we can definitely uh, alter and amend to whatever teams are needing. Now, have you guys all thought about, uh, you know, and I know that the whole Keeper Institute methodology, it's not about us, it's about you. You know, but have you thought about, you know, outsourcing the Keeper Institute's, you know, curriculum or methodology to, to other people to be able to put into practice you know, um, within their programs? That is not in the foreseeable future. OK, OK, OK. I'm just I'm just curious. Right. I'm just curious. Right. There it was just coming up to my head right there. Uh, I just did that live. OK, I shouldn't have done that anyway. Um, but, you know, I think the thing is, though, is that a lot of people do come to something like this. I, I just talking to a young goalkeeper coach over here and they were like I'm seeing a lot of the things here and I want to bring this back to my club I think the number one issue when I see people watching a clinic or anything like that is they need to talk to you and find out the why of why you're running something just instead of going like I just took some pictures over here I took some video I'm gonna go back to my club and I'm gonna do it it's funny because uh off we post a lot of things on our social media and sessions right videos of sessions and we've gotten the feedback with of like well this doesn't work in my environment this doesn't work. We've tried these exercises. It doesn't work. Well, this didn't just work because we drew up a session and we ran the session. Anybody can set up the exercises that we're doing out here. The only equipment that any coach is using here is two to three dummies and balls. That's it. And every session is designed to replicate some scenario that is happening in a game. And so first there's intent behind the session and intent intended outcomes that we're looking for in each of these exercises. And also we are huge on the culture of the session and making sure that we are giving kids ample opportunities to explore techniques and to explore different things and that it's messy. And that's when people say it doesn't work because it doesn't always look pretty, but the intention is the most important thing to us. The intent of making sure that we are giving kids opportunities to explore 1v1 shapes and creating curriculum that provides opportunities for that. Yeah. And, you know, and I think, you know, one, one of the things speaking, speaking of that about the messiness type of a thing, I think that a lot of the times is when coaches say, oh, it's not working. It's not working. It's because people are getting scored on left and right, that type of a thing, as opposed to thinking it's like, okay, what is it about these goalkeepers that I that's challenging them right here and therefore they're not being able to be successful. So like right. maybe the session works, mm -hmm. but the, the way that the way that we execute it, and the way that change. we are defining what is successful yeah. and working, right? Is it is it not successful because your kids are getting scored on or is it not successful? In my opinion, it would not be successful if we weren't providing a realistic environment for game-like situations or if kids were not being exposed to um, trying new things, exploring new techniques. And lastly, as it's successful for us if kids are enjoying themselves yeah. and everyone out here today is enjoying themselves, even despite the weather. <laughs> I mean, I think, I mean, you hear, you literally hear it in the voices of all, all, all the yeah. young play, all the young players out there, you know? And I think, you know, I think the, the, the number one thing too, is, is that like a lot of people, and, and I've made this mistake in my, my, my past as well too, in regards to like, you were talking about success and it's like people getting scored on type of a thing. Goals are going to be scored in games. Like it's going to happen. Are players learning from these actions? You know, or are you just giving up because the goals are getting scored on? And so now, because the kids recognize the body language in a coach mm -hmm. and their behaviors when they give up on a session. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that the uniqueness of the Keeper Institute and our staff is that we are 
first and foremost here to make sure the kids are having a good experience and whatever that looks like for them. Um, we're encouraging and making sure that the culture of the session is at the highest level that it can be so that kids feel like they're safe and supported to try new things. And really that's when we see the most development is when kids are feeling like it is a safe environment so that they can explore new techniques that maybe they're not comfortable with. And I think, you know, one of the great things about this too, and, you know, obviously not just trying to make this an infomercial for the Keeper Institute, despite the fact that you guys did invite us out here uh, to come and do this, is that like you have different voices out there, like with different experiences. Like, you know, um, some of these players are aspiring professionals, you know, who are just coming into training camps for the first time or just finishing up college. And others are, you know, 20 year almost veterans, yeah. you know, in, in the game. How important is it for you to bring different voices every time you run an activity like this. Yeah, I mean, even with our, our mainstay staff at the Cuber Institute, everybody is different. Everybody has their own uh, personalities, their own take on things, and we want that. We, we really encourage people to challenge each other, collaborate with each other, bring new ideas, bring different styles into the game, and um, just being on the staff that we have here, some of which this is their first event that they're working with us, but we got to work with them all week in our pro training camp and kind of got to instill what is our training methodologies and also what kind of culture are we hoping to bring in a professional session or a session with eight-year-olds because it is the same. It is the same um, culture of encouragement and making sure that everybody is having fun and collaborating. And I think, you know, and then this is something I brought up to Kaylin, obviously, you know, earlier in regards to the whole experience here is that, that there is no group one, group two, group three type of yeah. a thing. Like it's all about everyone learning from each other. And like, hey, if that player maybe is is not as proficient in a certain area of the game than you are, then that player helps that player yep. in this environment yeah, as opposed to being like, I need to move up. I need to move up type of a thing. Yeah. No, we really do our best to make sure that kids are in not only just age appropriate groups, but skill appropriate groups. And so that everybody's being challenged and everybody can kind of collaborate with each other. Um, and it's not a competitive it's it is competitive because we are all inherently yeah. com competitors, right? But yeah. we also want it to be more about development and enjoyment than it is about, well, I'm better than this person and I should move up a group and really just maximizing the time that we have with each other in the groups that we're in. Yeah. Um, last thing I want to say, because I know you got to get back, you've got all this stuff that you got running and I really appreciate you taking the yeah, time in the middle of me. literally a rainstorm that was taking place. Like, I hope this camera doesn't die. Uh, I was just very happy that it, it continued the entire time there is like, how long does it take to put something like this together? Because I think a lot of young coaches out there really would love to to put something like this together. A lot of times they rush it and then they're frustrated when the results aren't aren't something like this. I think we started planning in May. Okay. So in May of last year and then we opened registration in October. So it's uh, almost nine months that's, from start to finish. That's incredible. Yeah. That's incredible. And while you're getting ready for the, the winter events out there, while you had your Thanksgiving thing going on, while you have your regular sessions going on. Oh my gosh. That is, that, that's like a full-time, that is a full-time. That is in fact my full-time job. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Well, awesome. If people want to reach out to you directly and find out more about like what you do with the Keeper Institute or how they can bring the Keeper Institute. What is the best? Hello place? at thekeeperinstitute.com via email or at the Keeper Institute on Instagram. Wait, is it hello at hello the... at thekeeperinstitute.com? Oh my gosh. If you can't remember that, <laughs> I don't know what to tell, to tell you guys. All right, guys, that's all the time on Inside the 18, and uh, we will be back in a little bit. We're out all later. All right, thank cool. you. Welcome back to Inside the 18. I'm Michael Majid, live from the Keeper Institute's San Diego West Coast. 
uh, Pro Clinic. Uh, the reason that this is all happening is because people all over the world know all about the Keeper Institute, but the one and only Kaylin Sheridan is in San Diego, and she was kind of part of the genesis of this whole project. So bring, explain how this happened. Yeah, I think we had a we had a great conversation about bringing TKI to the West Coast and how many kids out here want to be a part of TKI, but travel is a difficult process to get to New Jersey. And uh, people travel all the time to get to their camps. And um, me living out here now and, and meeting all the people of San Diego and seeing the need for goalkeeper training and what TKI can provide out here, it was just a great fit. And uh, last year we actually did a pro camp. We did um, – a week in Florida. And then we thought, you know, why don't we do that pro camp this week uh, in San Diego, have everybody come out here and then have the camp following. And it just, it all came together. I mean, one of, one of the things that's really amazing about this whole thing is obviously is that, you know, people have gravitated towards this. A lot of these young players here aren't familiar with the Tiki Keeper Institute um, and everything that's been done back East, but they're immediately, I just heard somebody right there. They're like, Oh, when's the next sign up? When's the next sign up? And you're like, Oh, is that, is that already happening? Are we already getting, <laughs> Signups for next year. I mean, like, um, what what is it that makes this so special in regards to the Keeper Institute? I know that you yeah. used to travel like seven hours <laughs> by car when you not, used to not quite seven, okay. but yeah, definitely put in the time on the on the turnpike for a while, a lot of years. Um, but it's definitely the people. The people at TKI have always been what brings people to TKI. They want to train there because the people who run TKI, the people who work at TKI, the people who own TKI, they have this incredible passion about the game they want to learn and they want to make you better but not just on the field but off the field yeah and we got H hudson here hudson hudson here hudson yeah hudson say hello hi. say hi hudson oh, okay guy. he's shy you know levi anyway, levi would say hello yeah, levi would say hi levi but would yeah, definitely say hi people come for the for the people who work here and the people who who own it they they just have something special and um that's why I keep coming back, and that's why I'll continue to. And we want to bring it out here to as many people as we can. We're so lucky to have it on the East Coast. I think one of the really cool things about that kind of the whole Keeper Institute methodology is like it's not about us, it's about you okay. type of a thing. Can you say hi, hi. Levi? There hi, there we go. Oh, okay. he's going he's gonna to try to just – That's all okay. right. We can keep going. All right, so <laughs> – this is this is the first I'm not gonna lie on inside the 18 is uh is we have a a young man oh no 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 that's how we that's how we lose connection so up and and scene and scene um but you know one of the things is it's not about it's not about us it's about you and and you know one of the things that people always say about you in regards to like you know the reason that you're at the level that you're at is because you're all about everyone continuing to improve not just yourself improving. Yeah, definitely. I think we all get better when we challenge each other and we're at our best making each other better. And like that's what this past week has been about with all the pros being out here. And um, I think at one point there was about 15 of us training together, all NWSL goalkeepers or aspiring goalkeepers. And um, when you have a group of incredible athletes who are trying to be better, trying to be the best, they're only going to make the people beside them better. And that was the whole goal of this whole thing. And there was no you know, there's no spot to be won. There's no nothing to be had, but to get better. The whole goal was that this is a safe environment for us to try new things, to challenge ourselves. Also, we had incredible coaches there to, to make us better. But I think also you, you can bring that. We brought that. And that's what we want to do here at our camp as well with the kids. That's what Joe was saying in the first the first meeting is we can set the environment. We can set the tone. And that's what the Keeper Institute's all about. The only thing that we can't set is the rain schedule, unfortunately, in San Diego. So, you know, sh uh, shout out that you're able, able to get a new facility, yeah, you definitely. know, uh, last minute and everything like that. But I, I think, you know, one of the things is, is that it's really, really cool. And I was talking to Tori about this earlier on is that, you know, 
at TKI, it's not like group one, group two, group three type of a thing. It's like you're training with an aspiring professional. It's not like, you know, you're in two different types of groups and everything. Like how important is that camaraderie? Yeah, it's massive. And that's what we're trying to create in each group here. We created it in ours this past week and we want all the kids to be able to do that as well. But it doesn't matter. This is the safest environment that a goalkeeper can be in. You want to grow. We're here to get better. We're here to push each other. We're here to become better people as well. And that starts by helping people and, and making people better beside you. And if you're helping somebody become better, they're going to help you become better just without trying. So ultimately, we want the kids, no matter what age, what level, what skills they have, to be pushing each other and supporting each other and questioning each other and talking about things and breaking down barriers within goalkeeping that they didn't even know were there. And I, and I think, you know, one of the things that's really important for a lot of like parents out there to listen to, you know, if you're, if you're watching this right now is that I see it a lot of times in, in competitive environments at club environments, so-and-so is not at the level of my son or daughter. I, they should be training with blah, blah, blah. Like this is bringing this whole group down. Like, what do you say to that? Because at TKI, there is no that. Yeah. I think, you got to find if you if you have that feeling or if I have somebody come to say that to me, I'm telling them to find a way in that session to make themselves better. When I'm if I ever had felt that way in a session, I would think, OK, in my service, I'm really going to focus on my left foot striking now. I want to get better at that and I want to find a, an avenue for me to go down to make myself better as well. If you're not feeling like in the session, you're getting better because of whatever X, Y, Z that you're thinking, there's always a way for you to fix that. And always a way for you to find something to get better at for yourself or for somebody else. You know, one of the, one of the really cool things about this whole, whole experience too, is that a lot of these kids are being exposed to a methodology that they haven't seen before, you know? And I think, I think one of the concerning things, a lot of the times, especially, you know, um, at, at, you know, club environments is people are worried about outside training is going to affect their goalkeeping environment. Kids are going to start questioning, but it's actually good for them to start questioning. Isn't Absolutely. It? Yeah, yeah. You definitely have to keep questioning. And I think the biggest problem or hurdle in goalkeepers and all of us growing up is that our coaches have a bit of an ego and they don't want us to challenge them or question them or or go a different way because we have a different skill set and I think that's the biggest misconception in goalkeeping like you we're all different and we're all going to be better and learn things a different way be better at things differently and things might work for me and they might work for you differently and that's okay. And it's not a one size fits all. And it's okay to ask questions and learn and explore and try things. And that's the only way we're going to find out what works the best for us. I have, a I have a question for you because obviously you're playing at the highest level. I had a, a young goalkeeper recently tell me, and I don't want to put him on blast on, on <laughs> the air or anything like that, but they said, Oh, that works for you at your level. But at my level, that player is going to lose the ball. Like, what do you say to that? That's a tough one. I feel like if they, if they feel that way, then I also could agree with that, but I think it's an opportunity to explore something different for the opportunity that they're at a higher level. And it's a new, it's a new chance to try something. Can't predict what's going to happen in a soccer game. That's the one thing we can't do. And so as goalkeepers, we have to be able to react and, and adapt on the field. And so this is just an opportunity to adapt, yeah. try something different. Cause you see, like my, my thinking about that whole thing was, is like, okay, well, but at the same time, like if you never challenge that player to keep possession of that ball, they're never going to get better and you're never going to be able to play that pass to them Absolutely. because they're never going to be able to get it. So are you here because you want to win the U13 division? Are you here because yeah. you want everyone on your team, including your friends who might be that left back right there? Yep. Whoops. Not don't putting anyone on, on blast here. Uh, and there can be a lot of left backs out there in the world. There's a lot of left backs, a lot of left, lot of left backs out there in the world. Um, 
but to play at the next level with you, you know? Yeah. And, and I think that's, that's just so, so massive. Um, okay. I don't want to take you too much from your no, time. So good. whenever you need to go, uh, you know, let me know. Um, I want to I want to bring up about this right here is is that like when you're out there working with these kids, there was something that was brought up by by a parent out there. They said, how cool is it that people such as yourself are not only just here making an appearance, but are actually invested and engaged with the players in the environment? I mean, that's a really incredible compliment. I I think it's like a responsibility for us right now to be able to do that, to bring what we have learned and what we have gotten on our growth into professionals because we didn't have that. And there will only, it will only go up from here, especially in the women's game. It's only going to get bigger. And I think the more that we interact, the more that kids see that it is truly a potential for them and it is an opportunity, the more that we'll have people coming through the pipeline to fill in the spots and the more teams will be adding, the more leagues, the more competitive, the more opportunities. It's just endless. Yeah. If we can, I mean, this is not even something for me to do as an appearance. This is fun. I enjoy it. Like this is. Well, you're. I mean, you mean you yeah. mean this. You're. You've been an educator for years. You know. I mean, it's not like it's. It's something I'm that's learning. new to I'm you. I'm still learning, and this, We're is, all this learning. is an opportunity for me to learn some more too, and and to bring it out here and and try it with the West Coast and. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's a great opportunity. I, I think that's an incredible compliment, but I also think that's something that we can do more of as professionals, especially professional women, is to help progress it what what's what's the difference between coaching in an environment like this versus working you know in a smaller smaller environment let's say you know a small group session or something like that is it a different type of presentation for you do you feel it's more about the reps because there are so many numbers um i think it's it's more about being able to work with different personalities and find a way to keep everybody moving and engaged in the session all at once i think with one or two kids it's a little bit easier to keep people working, but it also is harder to create scenarios. This is actually a great environment for us to create realistic scenarios that they're going to see in a game with more players in the way, with more pieces moving, with more focus and communication. And that's just a, a really incredible opportunity for us in this kind of group setting. Um, to put them to put them under you guys can literally see the kids right over there like (laughs) you can literally see them in the background there too yeah (laughs) it's a good opportunity for them to also see different other kids that are around their age or older or younger and what they're trying what they're learning what they're good at what they're not so good at and take it from them it's a great opportunity to take i'm taking it from the kids as well i want to learn from them you never know i mean uh, you you can learn from you can learn from any literally anybody i mean and i think i think that's something that's always been something that I've been trying to do is always try to take something away from somebody. If I don't know something, ask a question as opposed to just go like, well, I'm embarrassed that I should know this by now. And I don't know this type of a thing. And then obviously everything's constantly evolving. It's like we were, we were talking about, it's like, you know, you're still in the game right now. The game literally changes. Who knows what the rules could be next year, you know? So it it could, it could change completely. Um, Okay. Anything, final things that you want to say kind of to the, to the crowd out here before, uh, before I let you get back out there. No, I think that's a, the biggest point is just to be as open and and adaptable to as many different voices and, and people around you as you can be, because the more you can take, the more you're going to learn and, and grow. And I think that's the best thing that I've learned is I'm that I'm going to learn from everybody and that everybody has something that I can take and there's something that they're going to take from me as well. And the more we do that, the more we support each other, the better our community of goalkeepers is going to be. And that's ultimately what we're all trying to do is just have the best community of goalkeepers that we can. True. All right. Okay. I'm going I'm to yeah. let you be able to get, get off of because you're on the, tu- been on the gotta, turf like there. Go serve. Go serve. Nice. Go serve. All right, guys. That's all the time on Inside the 18. We'll be back in a little bit. Yeah.